I mean, these are the things that I think about. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be, and welcome to It's So Real. With your boy Oso. And your girl Rocky. What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of the show. Oh, this feels so good. Just FYI, I am high. <laughs> we both, you know, dabbled in a little bit of a... Damn, what is the weed strain? I don't even remember what strain I got. Was it Kim uh, Dog? We got some Kim Dog. Yeah, yeah too. She usually don't remember it. Uh, the strain that we smoke, unless it's Blue Dream, of course, our favorite. I know, but no, sometimes I pick up just depending on how often you say it. True, true. Because <laughs> sometimes I don't even ask what you get. I just trust. Yeah. trust she what just trusts me you know, that I'm yeah. gonna get some good shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, welcome to the show. Yes, I say all that to say that I'm very happy about life and being able to do the podcast, being able to have our YouTube channel. Like it really. It, it's growing, baby. You know, and it, it like, this is my life. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm doing good. what I love. Like, this is great. Right. Yeah. All right. So without further ado, as MTR says, <laughs> um, welcome to today's show. Yeah. Uh, before we go into today's show, remember to check out our previous episodes. Why don't modern women submit the whole finding balance series, the whole he toxic, she toxic, day toxic series. And just for perks, the Healthy Relationship Series, you know. <laughs> you know, might as well. You know. But all right, so today's show is, what is the black man's role in the family? Mm. Oh, yeah. We're going to get into it. Yes. I'm excited about it. <laughs> um, so make sure that you check, Um. or no, sorry. <laughs> um... Don't check out. <laughs> already checked out. Already said that. Um. <laughs> Yo, did she mention that she was high? <laughs> hey, 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 people. <laughs> oh, gosh. Did she mention that? Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> in a context not related to that, Oso is going to be starting the answers with our questions. Yes, I will. Because we want the black male perspective and we want to to be able to offer space and listen to it prior to offering the black woman's perspective. Um, Because this is something that needs to be talked about. This is something that has been talked about. So offering our spin on it with our mindset, with our experiences, um, with our relationship. Yeah. Yeah, I think is is beneficial for black america so please like share and subscribe on our youtube channel help us get monetized yes please do please yes. do and that would help a great deal thankful for all the subscribers we have so far yes by the time this video is out by the time this audio is out we should have hit 200 subscribers 200 so thank you subscribers. so much for all y'all who have subscribed we yes, really appreciate y'all make sure you spread the word because if you like the content that we're putting out the topics we cover mm -hmm. make sure that you spread the word and let others know share the podcast definitely subscribe to the youtube channel and we'll keep the content coming because we got so many things that we want to talk about such as topics such like as. today 
Let's get into it. Two sides of the same coin. Normally, we would flip a coin, but today, we're just letting Nosa win it. All right. You know, because I almost never win it anyways. <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not a lucky person when it comes to, like, coin tosses and stuff games like that. Games of chance. Yeah, games of chance and not mm -hmm. me. Like, I go to Vegas, I get pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> I just be like if I go to Vegas I go for the shows I don't even dog I lost like $20 and I was like I don't want to do this no more <laughs> <laughs> I feel that I feel that yeah I think I had a layover in Vegas I, never, I understand other people gamble but like for me it, that shit like, hurt I'm my soul it. no like, it really hurt my soul like I was like yo my $20 but like I had and it and I ain't getting it back you know what I'm saying but like I had it but then I didn't but then like we, we was just playing a game but like I play that game at home and when I lose I keep my $20 so why I gotta lose it now I don't like this I'm going home <laughs> Vegas is not for me in terms of the game. Yeah, whole ass process over there <laughs> yo I'm not a gambler at all like that's not me when i say bet i mean like yo let's get it done i don't mean actually let's bet <laughs> never well all right so anyways <laughs> into our two sides of the same coin segments first question yes, that also will be go. answering first is what we got what black men were influential in your life Ooh, okay hmm, what black men were influential in my life I think I'll start with family first mm -hmm. and uh, go from there. So the black men who were influential in my life, uh, first and foremost, my dad. Uh, the first like example of a black man that I've seen, very hardworking, very dedicated to his family. Um, that's probably why I, I ended up wanting to be like the way I am now, where it's like I, I wanted to be a husband. And when they ask people, like, what you want to do when you grow up? I was like, yo, I want to be a good husband. Like, I knew I wanted to do stuff and be a provider, like have a job to provide, like not just be like sitting around and, and just like taking care of the kids. Like that was the aspect of it, but I never saw myself as just doing that. But I always saw that as being a really big part of the role. Like I know a lot of guys like to be hands off and they're like, I'm going to be the breadwinner and all that. I never really had that mentality. I was like, thankfully, you know, I want, <laughs> I wanted to be hands on with my son, daughter, whomever children children there we go because mm -hmm. you know can't i don't know what's gonna happen i don't know i don't know how you gonna identify little man's i say little man's as a like overall <laughs> that's just my vernacular little homie <laughs> but yeah i don't know how it's gonna be but i want to be there for that for my child like in that way being hands-on like not just being uh, present yeah being present being mm -hmm. present for sure you know being mindful of their own existence and then trying to nurture that. You know, I was trying to be the best dad I can be. So that was me. So first and foremost, my dad. Mm -hmm. Then I would say my brother, you know, although at the time he was like a boy mm -hmm. and we, you know, we were boys, but as we like matured, I always looked to my brother for guidance. I always looked to him for like uh, advice. Still to this day, I'll ask him like the other day, like, um, cause you know, I'm thinking about getting married to this girl or whatever. She's pretty cool or whatever. We, we've been chilling. We've been working together. Got a podcast. You know, you should check it out sometimes. We got a YouTube channel. Check that out too. You know, she's cool or whatever. If you see her, tell her I love her, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Uh, got me grinning from ear to ear over here. <laughs> but no, nah, like I, I talked to my brother like um probably like a week, week ago about just advice on marriage and like what the experience was for him. What were some of the things that 
were challenges, what were some of the arguments or whatever that you might have had. So we had a really uh, good discussion. We're going to probably have a lot more discussions like that. Um, so for sure, my brother is up there because we were able to have deep conversations. I remember one time, and we were talking about this the other day, while I had like one of my first heartbreaks uh, in college, and our brother was going through something similar. We just like had this moment where we just connected. And it was just like it was just like this 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 masculine understanding of the situation that only he could get. And then it was like tied to the family bond as well. It was like the perfect moment uh, of understanding beautiful. for me. And it was like, all right, that's exactly what I need to like get back back on track, get my mind right, and you know, like get back to the values that I wanted to really stand behind. Um, so my brother for sure. Uh, hold on, let me take the sip of water. Getting all horse and shit, you know. Can't can't be doing that for the podcasters. <laughs> all right. So yeah, there's my brother. Then um, outside of family, I would go with like mentors. So I had a mentor in high school. Uh, his name was Mr. Watkins. <laughs> Uh, shout out to him, man. He was just a, a dude who wrote, I think he actually wrote a book. I don't want to butcher the name. But anyway, it was something like why good girls don't choose bad guys or something, uh, or, or choose bad guys or something, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or don't choose nice guys. Some, some along those lines. Um, but like, that was my first introduction, real talk, to now I'm thinking about it. And I'm only just now connecting this. Wow. on Live on air. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, but... That was the first time I got introduced to like the idea of like not, not simping for like lack of a better term, like not putting all my eggs in one basket when it comes to women, and not respecting your own boundaries, and and, and that's the key right there, mm-hmm. and not respecting myself enough to not only examine myself and what bound and and see what boundaries fit me, mm-hmm. but then after finding those boundaries out, respecting myself enough to you know, reinforce them mm-hmm. and, and make sure that nobody can break them. Yeah. So Mr. Watkins was one of those people. He did a stand and deliver, which was like a program for like public speaking. And All right, you told me about yeah, that. yeah. So that helped a lot with me um, being able to talk like how I'm talking right now and be pretty comfortable in the camera and on the mic. So nice. yeah, there's that. Uh, who else? Man, I got a whole bunch now. I think about it. And this is why I say to any, any of the fellows watching um, that may not have had all these figures, that's why it's so important. Whether it's YouTube, whether you look at me as a masculine figure, hey, I'll take that. What's up? Like, hey, you need some shoulders to fucking lean on? What's up? I got I got you. If you want some positive feedback and content from a, a male, a black man who... Seems to be going in the right direction. I mean, I, would you tell me? <laughs> Shit, I'm going in the right direction. <laughs> I got you, but like, it's so important for us to have these figures because as I'm literally reflecting on it right now, I'm like, oh my god, no wonder I I, I am driven, or no wonder I'm comfortable speaking or, or putting myself in uncomfortable positions over and over again so that I can be comfortable being uncomfortable. <laughs> no wonder. It's like, it's because I've had mentor or black male figure after black male figure supporting me and having my back and then wanting the best for me. So, 
Shoot, I got actually a ton more, but I I want I want to hear yours. Like I want to just take over the conversation. To be honest, I I as I'm going through in my mind, I can think of dead ass, maybe like ten more. Well, I also want to remind the audience that Oso went to an all boys uh, middle and high school. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that is fostering the place to have more male mentorship. For sure. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Hampton University. HBCU. HBCU. Mm-hmm. So another, like all the teachers I had, mm-hmm. majority of them were are black women, but a lot of them in the psych department were black men. Mm. Well, mm, eh. <laughs> decent amount. Mm. Okay. All right, you sure you want me to answer? Yeah, because I really could go off on this question. So okay. I, I'll do that. Now I was going to talk about celebrities and then all the other stuff. So it was about to be wild. No, I want to hear that. You want to hear celebrities yeah. too? So then, celebrity-wise, um, Will Smith, mm-hmm. black male figure for sure. Like, I know everybody else talks shit, but like, I, I don't really care. Like, I don't know what's wrong with them. They have problems with his relationship and all those other things. Well, we're polyamorous, so obviously we don't really have those Got problems. No problem with that. <laughs> so you know that's different. Um, but hey, Will Smith to me was like the example of excellence. And goofiness, which is yes. kind of like what I wanted. Yeah, like because I'm I'm kind of a goofball, but at the same time, such a what the what is this kind of? Hey yo, hey yo, I ain't that goofy. Mm. I ain't that goofy. What you doing right now? I ain't doing nothing. I'm being serious. That <laughs> is serious. See, look at my seriousness. Even that. <laughs> all right, maybe I'm a little goofy. That's why I love you. Sorry. You know <laughs> but we all got our personalities. It's all okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the combination of like goofy mm-hmm. yet so striving to, for excellence. Yes. At all times. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's not like goofy and then goofing off and not doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So I never went that. And I strive for that positive vibe, being that positive vibe. And I, I think I bring that. So I think most people can agree. When they're around me, they're usually in a better mood or like I bring something to at least try to elevate them in some way, whether it's their actual mood or just like long-term valuable information that can help them in the future. Mm-hmm. So Will Smith, uh, Jamie Foxx, just from the talent perspective, mm. uh, actor, comedian, musician. Does he dance? Like what that was? <laughs> I think he does a little bit, a little, you know, he gets a little pop locking going on. Um, but yeah, he's just like an amazing actor. And again, these are like, like nineties icon mm-hmm. figures for me mm-hmm. growing up in that era. So Jamie Foxx, yeah, for sure. Him too. Um, nah. <laughs> just from the perspective of artistry, the first person who really made me picture what they were saying was Nas. So and then uh, I think I'll stop there. I'll stop there. Yeah, that that would be good. Cause again, I can really go off. Okay. <laughs> All right. I want to hear yours. What you got for this? All right. So when I ask this question, I want to remind people of a common question that's asked around social media, and it's. When it's when was the first time you had a black male teacher? Mm. 
And a lot of people say it's later in life, usually college. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I I want you to think about how many outside of your father, if your father is around, like how many black men, especially in a mentorship role, are you around? You know, if it's not built into the environment. Because again, teachers, and again, that's majority of the kids... Like they're they're going through the school systems. So if they don't have black male teachers, if they don't go to college, like how often are they around black men to even be influential? Hmm. You know? Now sure they're like our uncles and grandfathers and stuff. Um, but that depends too. Like so for my family, my grandmother my grandpa passed when I was one. So I don't remember him at all. Right, right. Um, and I think he was in the hospital when I was born. And then I only had one uncle out of six aunts. Well, no, five aunts. And then there's my dad. But my dad and my uncle didn't really fuck with each other, so I didn't really experience him. So my dad was the main black man in my life mm. all throughout childhood. Okay. Right? Um, so I would definitely say my dad was the black man who was... Um, influential in my life Mm -hmm. he set up the foundation for my growth for my mindset for my belief in myself just he laid a lot of the foundation a lot of the groundwork um and i'm very thankful to him for that Mm -hmm. um after him honestly so i'm gonna go celeb okay celebrities denzel really he might have been on my list too. But, I, uh, I would also say Morgan Freeman. Like them Morgan too. Freeman. They were they were very in everything. So like yes. you know, so then it was just and you know Accurate. they they took on like positive male like roles and stuff, you know, except for training day. But but uh, and then you know but but yeah, so like they were and it <laughs> it seemed like such a Training day was good though. I know. <laughs> we watched, we watched I, that the other I, day? Yeah, Super I know. Good. But like, it was such a like. Morgan Freeman obviously had more comedy to him and more of a of softness. I mean, he literally played God. I know. So I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so it was it was different a little bit. And then like, uh, Denzel did a lot of um, past historical figures. So Stephen yeah, Biko, yeah. Malcolm, Malcolm X. X. Yeah. You know, um, he was in Glory. So. So yeah, so it was different types True. of masculine between the just the two of them, but it was like for me it was very remember the Titans like remember the ti- <laughs> like oh, yeah man. so like it was very Classic. I don't know how to describe that masculine what those traits are that they exemplified mm-hmm. but those were very influential to me yeah yeah I feel you yeah I could yeah I can relate to that for yeah. sure. Um, and then after that, especially it, remember the Titans. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Yes. That's my shit. And then, although he was still flawed, which we will get into later. <laughs> but um, but yeah, after that was my professor at Hampton. Ooh, which one? Shout out to Randolph Walker oh, or okay. Rand Walker. Okay, so English. English. I was like, I was like, yes. Nah, he's English. Um, and I think in our episode, "Who Taught You to Be Great," I yeah, talked about yeah, him. You mentioned him. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, and he was just someone that believed in me and saw my light, basically. Um, and I really needed that because that was a time where I was dealing with a lot of trauma with my parents, as they were 
about to go through their nasty divorce. So, mm. so it was, it was just nice for someone to see and, and pull me out of that. Um, and then I would definitely say, uh, my former supervisor in Oakland, um, He's such a gentle, compassionate man. Him. Yeah. Ooh. Like he was crucial just because I no longer talk to my dad um, just because of his narcissistic abuse. And my former supervisor was there at a time where I needed a father figure mm-hmm. because it was like, I was, it was, this has been ongoing for like since I entered adulthood. So now, mind you, I moved to Oakland. I was on my own. Like it was really. I can't talk to my dad at all. Like it was, it was really conflictual and he was like someone I could turn to and he knew cause I had supervision with him. So stuff that's personally going on, it's like, well, this is impacting me. So, yeah. um, so like he was aware and, uh, and you know, he was just, he would be able to offer the support that I needed that my dad couldn't give. So he was, he was very crucial to the, the male, um, influence that I needed as far as the guidance. And then the last black man who's influential in my life is you. Oh shit. My life I made partner. a list. Yay. Check me out, y'all. <laughs> I am so thankful for Oso for his leadership, for his guidance, for his wisdom. He teaches me each and every day. I'm so thankful for you, baby. I'll be trying, you know. Yes. That's all I can do. You do. <laughs> and, and I mean, honestly, I wanted a black man. I said I would rather be single if I can't have a black man. Ooh. So I was committed to that decision. Um, okay, follow-up question. Would you have settled for a black man of lesser caliber? Now that I met you, no. <laughs> all right, let's say you didn't meet me, but like somebody, you know. Who was... No. Cause I knew you were out there, like y'all. He's the, he's the fantasy man. I know some of y'all can't get your fantasy, but he's my fantasy man, man of my dreams. He's he's got all the stuff. So I was still been searching. I wouldn't have been satisfied. Damn. Yeah. So that's how a lot of these women feel. So go out there, ladies. You can do it. Well, I also trusted myself, <laughs> and I I follow my path, and that's how we ended up meeting. Um, but I also set myself up to offer the most opportunities to meet him. So I shot my shot, just to say. True, she did. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So you're definitely influential in. She my made life. it easy for me to get to know her, mm-hmm. which is what you have to do if you're interested in somebody. You can't just be like, oh, I looked at him, so he should have just known. I used to have that mentality. Okay. And then I was like, I want a man. So why not approach the man that I am interested in? But check out Lady Shoot Your Shot <clears throat> and uh, Shoot Your Shot Part 2, The Approach, our previous episodes. Yes. <laughs> we talk all about it. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready to go to the next question? Let's or did you want to say more influencers? Nah, nah. Because I don't want to go too far off. Like, I, I really do have a lot and mm-hmm. I'm really glad that we asked that question I know we come up with the questions like earlier but mm-hmm. like I forget them so when we come back to them it's like wow I really get a chance to reflect on these and um yeah I did all the men in my black men in my life had a huge impact 
and I couldn't imagine like not having like doing like the subtraction, mm-hmm. like taking away those moments. Mm-hmm. Man, I'd be totally different. There's no denying it. There's no no denying I'd be totally different. Mm-hmm. Totally different. So, well, and this is something. Mm, never mind. Next question. Is it, like, don't want to answer the next question. Yep. That's good. <laughs> um, you ready? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the next question is, and remember, you're answering first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, how has the absence of black fathers impacted the black community? Yeah. Wow. Go straight into that. Mm-hmm. You're right. Um, So, it's had a really significant impact, for real. Like, I think it's had such a bad impact that we, as a culture, have downgraded the importance of black men just to lower the blow of not having them. Like, the reality of not having them. We're like, oh, no, it's like, we're not that bad. Almost like we're fine. We're resilient. We're tough. Yeah, somebody just today was like, uh, "They are just fine," and I'm like, and she talked about success, and I was like, "Just fine isn't determined by your accomplishments. Like, just fine is needs to be assessed through the bio or not bio, bio but psychosocial. but psychosocial development of the child mm. and how that absence impacted them, because we are not fine." <laughs> so it's like a whole piece of culture like within our culture because mm. strong black men in our culture man they they have done great things and have allowed to allow other generations to be influenced and that's what creates more black men and stronger communities but now it's like we've accepted it because you know the systemically they've been taken out of our our lives like whether it's been from drug war stuff or it's like lynching lynching slavery slavery like up until this point black men have just like been pretty much assaulted and uh, incarcerated incarcerated mm-hmm. and denigrated all, all these things have just happened to black men so it's like it's created unstable family structures when it comes to two-parent dynamics. So let me just repeat. Since the dawn of our existence in this country... In this country, it's been fucked up. It's been fucked up. Our two-parent households have been unstable. For over 400 years, our two-parent households have been unstable. What kind of fucking impact do you think that's going to have? Sure, we survived... Sure. Right. That's the problem. <laughs> you keep thinking about it as like, all right, we survived. That's Versus not thriving. thriving. Exactly. <laughs> like, we're not thriving. And again, don't assess thriving by your success, by your accomplishments, by your businesses, by your degrees. Assess it by the, the actual social connections. Assess it by the psychology. Like, one, abandonment trauma is real, okay? Mm. Whether it was their choice or not to go. Mm. And that's just one. <laughs> of the psychological impacts. Yeah. But yeah, I would say overall it's had uh, a negative impact in a couple ways. So I can't go over all of them because it's just too many to count. But ones that come to mind are one, uh, 
the social impact of the black family and the black community. Mm. So us being able to relate to one another and feel safe amongst one another. So like the black men in the community aren't necessarily aren't necessarily the ones who are uh, community leaders. So let's say mm. you and I you and I like have a, a child, which is gonna happen soon, right? But then something happens, which is not going to happen soon. <laughs> See, you can manifest either way. <laughs> um, but um, then I'm taken out of the home. So our child, you and our child are still left in the community. And then there's still dudes out here, mm-hmm. right? But these dudes aren't people who are looking out for your child. Mm-hmm. They're looking maybe at you like, ooh, look, mm-hmm. baby mom looking kind of nice. <laughs> You know what I mean? So like they look at doing that. So what's left in the community are people who are only like leeches on the community because they have no investment community wide. Yes, and you know what that reminds me of? Um, The men that they took from Africa were the warriors, Mm. were the the leaders. You know, so the people who were left, and that's why Africa has some problems as well. It's also interesting because the warriors ended up here. Hmm. Well, they took it. It's basically like, because some of the slaves were like from other tribes, and those tribes were like, yeah, the strongest warriors. They were like, mm-hmm. it's almost like kind of what we did to people in Guantanamo Bay. We were just like, oh, yeah, that guy's a terrorist. And it was just really like some leader that we didn't like in some mm-hmm. other country. Mm-hmm. And so then we got rid of some leader we didn't like, mm-hmm. and then instability everywhere, huh? Who knew? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's what that reminded me of. But that's, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just socially, us being able to interact with each other mm-hmm. and trust each other. Now we can't trust each other because, like, our communities are thrown off and there's no investment. There's nobody, there's very rarely a black man who wants to invest in uh, another black woman with a child without an alternative motive of, you know, having sex, mm-hmm. uh, sliding in, taking advantage, you know what I mean, getting, getting what he wants. Um without necessarily being burdened down with financial responsibilities or anything else like that, because that would seem like he's losing in that scenario. He's helping out the community. Like, that's a a mom and child who are now taken care of until the father is able to return from prison or whatever else might be. But, like, for the dude who's just like, why would I do that? Like, he's just chilling. He's just doing... And that's not psychologically or emotionally helpful just because you're financially providing... That's the other thing. Like, you have to... It's, it's a talk... It's a lot to ask for another guy to do that. And so, a lot of men don't pick up that slack. They're trying to do their own thing. And for some understandable reasons. Like, I don't necessarily want to be taking care of someone else's child. But this is the reality of what we live with. Mm-hmm. So, that's that. Socially, there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, the other one I'll state is, like, for educational reasons. Kind of like what you were talking about with the teachers. Mm-hmm. Just hearing education being broke down logically from a male perspective changes the way we see things. Even when you were talking about like our dynamic and uh, relating to that last episode, hearing from the man's perspective changed the way that you interacted with our relationship. Because, yes. Because you heard it from men, though. Yes. And it, it came from a different point of view. Yes. And that's crucial because seeing things from that masculine perspective mm-hmm. and then being able to mirror it and match it with that feminine perspective mm-hmm. leads you to the totality of that vision so mm-hmm. that you have, 
you're able to see from all angles. Mm-hmm. But if you can only have one, the feminine perspective, mm-hmm. and that's all you're surrounded by, and even if there is some masculine person, like let's say the example, some random dude comes in, tries to like you know slide in. He might not be invested enough in the child to actually significantly teach them what they mm-hmm. need to know mm-hmm. from that masculine perspective. Mm-hmm. He might be just doing it temporarily to get what he wants out of yeah. the situation. So, that's true. That's true. That's where we're at, man. That's it. So those are just two I'll, I'll mention for now. I don't want to, like I said, yeah, this is one of those things where I don't want to go too crazy. Like this, this, this might go well, wild. Please let us know your thoughts in the comments below. Yeah, for real. Like, for real. This is a, this is a deep topic. Yeah. This is a deep one. All right. So I'm going to just repeat the question. How has the absence of black fathers impacted the black community? We don't know what men are. Mm. Damn, speak on it. Black mothers, you cannot raise your sons to be men. You can raise them to be self-sufficient, functioning adults, but you cannot raise your sons to be men because you are not a man, so you don't know. And when I speak on this, I'm talking about the culture of manhood. We're not privy to that culture. That's why having black male spaces is so important. Mm-hmm. That's why having black women spaces are so important. Like we're like we are different, and that's okay. And it's okay. Yes, it's okay, people. <laughs> like, it's okay. We different. Like that's okay. So so yeah, it's it's if if black fathers aren't there, not only are the sons not being shown the culture of manhood, but black girls also don't know what a man is either. So then we're more willing to accept any and everything before mm-hmm. we get hurt, bruised, and broken, and then we hate all men. Like mm-hmm. and have fucked up standards now. Exactly. The standards now might be all about the money and not about the character. Mm-hmm. So now you're fucking yourself up all over again. Exactly. Be taken care of temporarily and be miserable mm-hmm. permanently. <laughs> yes. So like that right there. And like you know, they say, like, that's, for girls, that's the first man who's showing you love, mm-hmm, supposed mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, that's what you're basing everything off of. Exactly. That's why they say the little girls who get spoiled, mm-hmm. they love a guy who can spoil them because mm-hmm. that's what their daddy showed them. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you can't do this like my daddy did, then you can't talk to me. They will literally say shit like that. Now, I will remind you that your man is not your father. Right. And also... <laughs> Your father was a lot older than your man probably is. So just be aware of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just saying. But um Yeah, so so that point first and foremost, okay. Um now it's interesting because of the trans non-binary awareness of movement, you are trying to understand how people can be outside of these norms. But I do think there is a certain just biological way of thinking. Like, because women have more estrogen, because men have more testosterone, like, that just shapes the way that we think a little bit differently. Um, And other hormones, but those those primarily, because those are the hormones related to gender. So, yeah. (laughs) Um, I've always gravitated towards guys. Always. 
Um, and it's because of my dad. We had a very strong mental connection. Mm. We love to talk about logic. We love to learn. He definitely showed me that. Um, so with guys, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed hearing the logical perspective because I'm I have masculine dominant energy. So like I'm and I'm an Aquarius. So I'm very much in my mind. Um, so I loved having those conversations. Like I started off at 13 in chat rooms, just having conversations with people. That's how like I. That's why I still like online because mm-hmm. I love being to just able to talk with people. And that's why I people's brains exactly and just hear different perspectives. And I was telling you about my friend the other day when I was having an issue, and it's like yeah, and I was like thank you because I reach out to him because he's able to offer that different perspective. I told you about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I don't want to say his name, but um, I was about to just now too. I had to stop myself. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, like I, Ooh, <laughs> I, I gravitate towards guys because of that logic, that that reasoning. Um, whereas I haven't gravitated towards girls because of the cattiness, because of the high emotion, like the, it's the lack of emotional growth and the the lack of logic and it's that stuff. Even though. I opened the floodgates on my emotions, but I'm learning. Check out our last episode. <laughs> but I am Check learning. Out, hey. <laughs> Come here. Come here. Check out our last episode. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. I am learning check, emotional check, management check that thing and out. regulation. Check okay. out our last episode. <laughs> You'll see what I'm talking about. All right. Anyways. So, yeah. So, so that being said, that's just, that's not even my father, right? That's just like looking at gender and the dynamics right. that I'm working with. So if you don't have, again, that first example to show you of what's possible with these connections, you may not necessarily go to seek it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's like if you've never seen something, especially in a positive light and how it's supposed to be, structured in the right way like masculinity in the right way you'll look at things and think that that's why everybody gets confused with the whole toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and and masculinity you keep tying toxicity yeah. to masculinity like no, no. <laughs> masculinity is its own thing yeah being toxic is its own thing stop trying to put the two together and merging them like mm-hmm. oh if you're t- ma- masculine you're toxic no fuck out of here at all all right that shit pisses me off like no, yeah, no, I can be masculine and I can be a positive, loving, caring human being, which I am. But that also shows you an impact that we don't even have examples of positive exactly. masculine. Because y'all haven't seen it yeah. in your households and mm-hmm. you haven't seen it. You're just assigning all this negative shit to masculinity. And that's the problem right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So now y'all like, oh, well, he's he's too he's too like whatever. Like uh, he's too aggressive. I don't like the way he said certain things. It's like, no, you didn't like. The fact that I said it this way and I said it in a way that was direct and it's challenging your opinion, but there's no negativity or malice coming yeah. out of my mouth. You just feel a type of way. Mm-hmm. You can't say that I'm being toxic because you feel a type of way. And that's where I don't be gravitating towards women because of all that emotion, because of all them Shit. feelings. Like, I'm going to need you to understand that your feelings are not fact, okay? Thank you. And that's why I like talking to guys because we talk about facts. <laughs> yeah, well, some guys. <laughs> well, the guys I gravitate towards, I'm highly in need of mental stimulation. So, yes. But, um, but yeah, but yeah. that's, that's the two that I would say. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. 
All right, next question. All right, what we got? And last one on the two sides, and then we'll take a break. Okay, cool. What is the black man's role in the family? Mm. All right, what's the black man's role in the family? First and foremost, protector. Mm. I think first and foremost, like black men have to protect their their family, their mm. wives, their their children. All that has to become like first, and that means which comes to the next part, providing. I think providing is a a form of protection. Mm -hmm. Like, if I don't have resources, when shit hits the fan, COVID, for example, how's my family going to be? Natural disasters happen. Mm -hmm. We out here in Cali, we got fires and earthquakes on the East Coast. Y'all got fucking hurricanes Mm -hmm. and tornadoes and shit. You know what I mean? And blizzards and fucking snowstorms mm. and floods. God damn, y'all gotta get y'all shit together. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Every region got some shit. Yeah, it's only gonna get worse because of climate change. You know what I mean? We already know. Like, Renewable we energy, y'all. Hey, we went, look, check out all the episodes. We tried to go hard for Bernie. We was being hella yes. political. But at this point, it is what it is. Y'all chose who y'all chose. We'll see you in four years. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that was good. That was good. Yeah. We got tired. <gasps> Woo, yeah, we said, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Y'all, oh, this is what y'all want? All right, All right. Cool. Back, back, back to my bubble. Back to my bubble of happiness. Back. So, yeah, providing is, is a form of protection. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's what allows you to have that buffer for, um, for those emergencies, should they come up in, in, in any time? Because we never know. We never know. Earthquakes, tornadoes, we can't predict that shit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, being able to provide. And also, I think providing also means providing and allowing the space for your wife, those relates to you or your, or your partner, to tap into her femininity. So... While you're providing, it allows you the space to create and nurture. So, like, what we're doing right now is trying to, like, create this home for our future children, but also for ourselves. You know, we we, shit, we like to enjoy shit. You know what I mean? We like to we like shit. <laughs> ain't all about the kids. They ain't even here yet, little motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah. So, I'm setting up aside, like, a budget. For us to do like backyard furniture, mm-hmm. uh, living room stuff, all that stuff. And that's like my responsibility to my chosen responsibility. And that's the other thing. It's a chosen thing. Like this path of, of being the leader and head of the household, it's a choice. You can choose not to do that, but you also have to accept the consequences that come with that and vice versa. You know what I mean? So this, I feel like the black man's role is protect and provide and then allow the space for uh, that femininity to just flourish. You know what I mean? And you know, when it can't flourish, you know, you got to say that like, hey, look, uh, baby, you got to um, wear some sweatpants right now or like, not wear, but like, buy some sweatpants. You can't buy that new dress right now because we got to tighten things up. Scott got to make sure everybody's good. You got to be a man and just say that when you're going through tough times. It's not about you saying that you ain't going to recover, but you got to keep it real with your family because Keeping it real with them is also a form of protection because they need to know what's going on. So yes, that when no moves, surprises, right? So when and moves she can happen, help out too. 
You know what I mean? And that that's the thing. You can dictate and let her know, like, okay, these are things that would be really, really helpful for me so that I can get back on track so you can do your thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because everybody wants to get back to that homeostasis, that, that natural point of, like, this is how we vibe. Mm-hmm. Now, there's the caveat to this. Not every black man, and I mentioned it a little bit earlier in this in um in this uh answer. <laughs> um not every black man is built to be the leader or the head of the household. And that's okay. But you gotta figure that out for you. And accept it. And accept that. And then <laughs> and then once you figure that out, then you can move and make moves to find a partner that matches that same energy and that same like uh path that you're going so i just want to say we learned about dwayne johnson dwayne the rock johnson and his ex-wife and she's his manager shout out to my guy dorian my ducks my swans (laughs) and since she's been managing him his career has skyrocketed with acting and i was like well damn i guess for them, that was that was her role. Right. <laughs> exactly. Know? And it wasn't like he wasn't coming through. <laughs> and that that was the perfect thing. I I, I saw it as like Rock was the raw talent. Mm-hmm. And I think her name was Melinda. I have no uh, idea. No. I don't know. I don't want to butcher her name. Sorry, the Rock's wife. Sorry. Ex-wife. Her, ex-wife. Ex-wife. Yeah. Ex-wife. Thank you. <laughs> don't want to have no problem with the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> It was funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be a problem. <laughs> but yeah, I think The Rock was the raw talent, and then his ex-wife was like the structurer, the ones who could structure and put that talent in a way and package it so that it could be digestible to everybody. Both of those roles are extremely important. No one is more important than the other. Mm. So if The Rock would have had a big ego... Being like, oh, I'm the rock. I'm the one who needs to do this. I need to be making more money on this. And da, 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 da. She would have been gone. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to manage and help you well, he, with the money? He, he did say he made some mistakes in his in his youth, and that's why their romantic relationship didn't work out. Mm-hmm. But they were mature enough and did the work enough to know that professionally this could work. Exactly. And it did. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's that lack of ego that you have to have and mm-hmm. be like, all right, cool. Well, then. You're really good at this, and I'm really good at this, mm-hmm. and we really get together on this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so even though this <laughs> ain't really work out, mm-hmm. we could get rid of this <laughs> and still work on this. <laughs> <laughs> so then they did that shit, and now look at them. Both of them very highly successful. Yes. Because you know I mean? it's her own management firm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Making that bread together. Yes. And notice the ex-wife in that. Yes. No beef. And then didn't Dorian say that her... Now, husband, her current husband is his physical trainer. I'm like, keep that money in the family. Yes. (laughs) And that's when you know that you're concentrating on a bag, Mm -hmm. and that bag is helping the community because you're putting your feelings aside. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, we didn't work out romantically. Okay. Do I hate you? No. No. (laughs) Like, especially if I had love for you at one point in time. Like, Like, if it wasn't no fucked up shit, it wasn't like no shit that my ex did to me. Like, Mm -hmm. I got reasons to not talk to her ass. (laughs) But it's different. And even for me, like, I don't harbor any, like, ill will towards her either. It's like, I hope she's doing great over there. (laughs) But if you can combine, like, if, if me and her had something where it's like, I don't know, a financial thing back in the day where she... 
I can't even think of that. Right? It's so far fetched. But anyway, all right, I have to use you as an example. <laughs> all right. So if you and I somehow, like, we split some shit, blah, 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 somehow, blah, blah. Not going, whatever. <laughs> Not going to happen. Uh, but yeah, say that happens. But we still want to do the podcast. We're going to keep doing the podcast because this shit working. Yeah. So it's, it's the same example. Like, you have to know what works for you and then put those feelings aside, especially if you're a good person and a good character. You know you're not going to do something so fucked up to where you can't recover mm. and um, reconnect with that person that you had that relationship with or, or whatever dynamic it was because mm. you wouldn't do anything to tarnish that that way. Mm. So, yeah. Okay, okay. So repeating the question, what is the black man's role in the family? I would say protector as well. Mm-hmm. And this is because uh, when I was dating a woman, it was late at night and she was over our house and her car was parked around some, some, some. Niggas? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I asked Oso to walk her to her car. Now, mind you, this isn't someone he's dating. It's someone I'm solely dating. But, and he, you know, was willing. Oh, yeah. No um, problem with me. But. I love when you date women. <laughs> but the reason I asked is because I realized in that moment that me going with her wouldn't been wouldn't have been protection. And, and you know, women are talking about, well, I can take self-defense and I can have a gun and all this other stuff. And I'm like. Just the mere image of the presence of a man is protection. That will fuck you up. <laughs> is protection against other men. That's yeah. who we need protecting from. We don't need protection from wild animals. We need protection from other men. <laughs> you know? And I realized it in that moment that, yeah, sure, I could have had a gun, a taser, whatever on me, but that wouldn't have stopped them approaching. That wouldn't have stopped them like trying to mess with us. And I've been in situations where it is me and another woman and they do not care. They will still approach. Whereas if I'm walking with Oso, they damn sure don't say nothing. Right. Matter of fact, the other day it was very fascinating. Why well, these men were respectful. They weren't niggas, but, um, <laughs> but he, they only made eye contact with you. Like they kept eye contact with you. They barely looked at me. I don't even know what you're referring um, to. The guy that was doing the fence. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's very fascinating. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I am very aware that the black man's role in the family is protect- a protector. To the point, also, you have an instinct to protect me. That's true. And protect our family. Whereas my instinct, like, yes, I want to protect you. One, I can't fight, though, so I don't know how much help I'm going to be. But my instinct is to protect our kids. Yeah. I don't have an instinct to protect him, unfortunately. Just not saying that I wouldn't. I'm just saying the instinct isn't there. Like, when I say I can't fight, like, I don't even have, why can't we solve this without fighting? But mama bear kicks in when you start threatening my cubs. Like, for some reason, I'm, like, ready to take one for the team. Like, I don't, like, it's just an instinct in me. And in that, again, I was like, oh, yeah, you the protector. (laughs) The black man is the protector of the family. Yep, yep. Because you got my back, too. It's Mm -hmm. not just the kids. You got all of us. So, so yeah, I'm very, very thankful to my protector. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also want to say to your provider point, you said earlier off camera and audio, um, 
what did you say? You said, like, you just have the energy to provide. Oh, like, like yeah. you're just kicking up Yo. into like provide, provide, work, work, work. Like I just got it. I got like a drive to be like, all right, how? And I'm always looking at money and mm-hmm. finance and building and shit mm-hmm. like this. So I'm just in this mode where I'm like, yo, how can I do this? Mm-hmm. What moves can I make to do? Like, yeah, I'm just in my head provider yeah. mode. Like, get these resources. It's, it's get very resources. strong. And like, while I have, like, I'm building and stuff, and you know, but your work ethic is crazy. Like, you are dedicated yo, to it. Yeah. Like, and you and yeah, you have that drive in you. Whereas I see mine slowing down. <laughs> like I saw my drive through through my you know my bachelor's, my master's, uh, so licensure. So like, uh, so they talk about this, and this is a huge thing in the manosphere. Uh, shout out to manosphere highlights daily. I've been watching your shit, yeah. bro. <laughs> great, great breakdowns and reactions, obviously. Yes. <laughs> Um, yes, great breakdowns. Ah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do some uh, reactions to that on Rocky's reactions. Check out the It's So Real podcast YouTube channel, and you can find those there. <laughs> Subscribe. But um, but yeah, oh, she wasn't allowed to say. Fuck, I think I lost it. Oh shit, my bad. Um, I was What's saying energy provider, and I was saying mine is slowing down. My drive is slowing right. down. Right. So yeah, maybe this is what they were talking about when it comes to like the wall. That maybe it's like a dual effect where not only do like your look slow down once you get up to 30 but also maybe your willingness to like have that be that boss like woman mm-hmm. slows down because like yeah in your early 20s and all i've been fucking things, bossing it up you've been yeah you've been if you were if you were <laughs> have being, a solid decade of bossing that's what i mean like a whole decade of you going to school and grinding <laughs> and all that other stuff and getting those degrees you might be like all right like well how many other degrees can i get you might be like, I'm tired. I, I want am. to. I've said to him, I've said to Oso, I want a sabbatical. Like, I want to take time off of working. Right. So I think a lot of people feel that. Whereas me, I'm like, you know. Talking you... about working on our our family leave. And I was like, uh, Negro. <laughs> I... You better take two weeks off. Shit. I'm, I'm trying to work. You We're already planning to work from home and having passive and residual income. And still. Yes. <laughs> Cause I like it. I like work, and that's the other thing. I also I mean, like. I mean, I enjoy work too, but I need a break. <laughs> like my break is like the weekend is good enough of a recharge. Yeah. And I still kind of work on those days. I still make beats and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So. Still play the guitar, practice that, and all that. So. But yeah, so so yeah, I I would say that your point of the black man's role being the provider. Yeah, you may have that drive. That um, like I don't know. For me, mine's slowing down. Like I said, mm-hmm. but. The way yours is, mine's never been like that. Like it's oh, mine, shit, mine's mine's been like a steady like okay I gotta do this I gotta do that I gotta do this like it's it's I don't know it's like a gradual thing. Like yours is like hitting. <laughs> yeah man, yeah. I'm ready. I'm at that stage where. Well, you're also ready for babies. For sure, I'm trying to. I'm trying. So to get... it's up in the the drive. Yeah. Um. Whereas I am wanting to invest in our home more and get that ready. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, so the second uh, role that I think the black man has in the family. So I, I wouldn't say provider. I understand why you say it, but that's not my two. My two is okay. protector and my second is mentor. Oh, talk to me. Yes. Just because, I like this. again, I think men offer... What I've noticed, I don't know if there's any biological data to this at all. Okay? 
Um, but what I've noticed is that men have the bigger picture mentality, whereas women are more detail oriented. Um, men are more, um, I don't want to say simple minded, but it's not complex. Like they say men are simple. Like, it, like women be thinking don't like, worry fellas I got my eye on it <laughs> like okay so what you try a different example <laughs> is like men think more linearly linearly and women yes. think more circularly so in the circular it'd be complex because our shit be going everywhere right, right. whereas like you're like boom boom like how you shop in and out <laughs> oh hell yeah <laughs> you we, know so we, we need to get some we got it exactly we so i think while we waiting i think there's a lot of wisdom in there because again with 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 all that level of thinking there's a lot more room for like distraction and disarray whereas like yeah, it's, it's more of a straight shooter. So I think there's a lot of wisdom that can be offered there. And again, with the logical perspective as well, there can be a lot of just guidance about life um, in that mentorship. Um, and again, I've had great black male mentors in mm. my life. Mm. Um, so that's what I would. And then I have you and I know what you're going to offer for our children and what you offer me. Like I said, that you're the true. most influential black man in my life um, at this point in time. So... Yeah, I. Those are my two. Hey, you know I can't really disagree with that. Like mentoring is huge, and as you were saying, yeah, I think that's gonna be one of the roles I, I relish in and and cherish as a father because I want to be able to mentor and break certain aspects of life down, mm-hmm. like, like a true teacher, yeah. a true teacher, mm-hmm. like so that you can master socially how to interact with others um how to learn how to learn how to learn exactly well oh man no i have that too because i got i got stuff (laughs) that the children will be learning and that's the other thing like we were talking about that like that's one of the reasons why you're such a good pick is because you i look at it as my wife or the partner who i want to have children with is going to be the mother of my children. So why would I want her to be somebody who's toxic or negative or has just a, a, a bad mentality or who won't want to nurture them? That's the opposite of what I would want for my children. So mm-hmm. finding somebody who is nurturing, who does want to be there and does have a plan is proactive about being that mother. Mm-hmm. That's that's why that's one of the reasons. I can't say it's all, but like that's one of the huge reasons why I chose you. So Smart choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. With that, I think we're going to take a break before yeah. we get into our either or segment. Let's do that. Yes. Thank you so much for, to, uh, ooh, ooh, words. Hold on. Thank you so much for listening to the It's So Real podcast. <laughs> with your boy also who can speak. And your girl Rocky. Who can't. <laughs> <laughs> we out. For now. <laughs> Stay tuned, y'all. Stay tuned. Oh, I'm so glad I was caught on camera. It ain't and on over audio. yet. It ain't over yet. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs>